Hey, hey. Welcome to the Conscious Connectors. It's your host, Anne-Marie Martinez. And I'm really excited today. We're bringing on a very special guest. Not only is she a dear friend, but she is a powerful woman. Founder of the Soulful Scoop, Miss Raven Marie. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So happy to be with the Conscious Connectors this beautiful Thursday. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you, my dear. You know, <laughs> having you on the, um, on the show means a lot to me because not only are you a conscious individual who is doing great things in this world, but you have such a amazing charm about you to really help and uplift people when they're not feeling their best. And I want to acknowledge and thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much, Anne. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't realize that we were going to start the show with so much love and, and, and giving a giving of the space of love. That's amazing. Thank you. That that sentiment is absolutely shared um, from from one one being to another. I honor you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's with great pleasure. And I want to really take this opportunity to show people how at any moment your life can change and just really talk a little bit about conscious living and transition and where you've, where you've been and where you are. So if we can just take them back to what you've been doing most of your life before you got to where you are today. Well, my background has a lot to do with hospitality. I, I, I always was working in the space of service. I think getting to the space where I am now was always a natural progression. Uh, I started off in a nightlife of Miami uh, as a fresh little 19-year-old, as a hostess. And then I was a bartender, a waitress, uh, you name it, I, I was doing it all. I also was, you know, dabbling in modeling. That was something that was always very appealing to me. My mom was very adamant <laughs> about that being a path of mine when I was a kid. So even now in this space, that is still something that I enjoy doing, uh, you know, but hospitality, the nightlife uh, was really, really, really my, my strong foundation of what I was doing up until this point, for sure. And, you know, tell me a little bit about or tell us a little bit about some of the challenges in nightlife when you go from being this really popular person who's wheeling and dealing and like you're the life of the party and being in the life of the party sometimes requires you doing some partying, which, you know, you and I both know may not be the most comfortable thing to talk about, but what happens once you, you end up realizing that there's more for you and you're still in that space? You know, fun enough, when I started in the nightlife, especially, it was literally an opportunity to just kind of showed up. So before I knew it, I was working in the nightclubs. It wasn't really um, something that I was like seeking to do. But there I was. And, and in complete honesty, like, I never really quite fit the bill. Like, it, it was a job I stayed there for years. And for a, a lot of that, like, it, it wasn't, it was, don't get me wrong, there, there are phenomenal parts to working in a nightlife. You are brushing elbows with celebrities and, and big DJs and, you know, you're around a, a certain level of wealth and a certain vibe per se. And a lot of times I didn't necessarily resonate with it. But at the same time, there were times when, you know, especially towards the end where I was definitely kind of like moving and grooving and it, it was challenging. <laughs> so challenging to 
happy uh, to maintain um, that level of peace, you know, within yourself. I wasn't happy. And once I started making a change, that was, it was really hard to keep that up. I'll tell you, it was very hard to be uh, in the space of wanting to live a more conscious oriented life and wanting to be more in alignment with my truth, especially because at that point I had no idea what my truth was. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember, you know, Raven and I met over Skype. I was, I was living in Dubai and I was in charge of one area of helping them develop their staff. And I'll never forget being on that Skype call with you, Raven, and like falling in love with you in like seconds. I'm like, this girl's energy is amazing. I think she's great. We got to bring her here. But I can remember also feeling like, I hope that this girl's going to be able to make it through because I was already beginning to transition myself and I was starting to feel like I didn't belong. And, you know, the pressures of, you know, luxury hospitality is you need to perform, you need to be your best, you need to be dressed the best, looking your best, and you need to be out there pulling a lot of all nighters and yep. really feeling like you, 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 you know, selling your soul a little bit. So, yep. you know, that, that awakening process that is, is very scary because when that's all you've been doing and people are loving you in that light, not realizing how dark it is, you're like, well, if I go, you know, where am I going to get that recognition, that love, that support? But really, it becomes this this challenge, like, all right, well, am I ready to walk away from this material world? Because there's a lot of glitz and glam in there that confuses you and you think it's yep. really what you want when you don't. I'll tell you this. Dubai was definitely like, um, that was a pivotal moment for me because what happened was I was in the nightlife of Miami. I was freshly into the space of, uh, I was seeing 1111 everywhere. I was meeting all of these people that were just leading me down these different paths. And I had ended up quitting my job in Miami with no idea what I was going to do. I just was, I had this utter and complete faith that something was going to change. And a lot of that had to do too with the fact that I was really getting into numerology and my numbers just kept telling me that I was going to leave. And everyone thought I was crazy because I wasn't listening to practical. I was listening to numbers and I was listening to signs, you know, and yeah. for, you know, it, I was really taking faith into this little place. And a lot of times, especially as a collective whole, we, we view faith as something that is hypothetical. And I was really working off a space of like, no, this is happening. And so I got to Dubai and it was very quickly that I realized that that was not the path for me, but I, you know, and it was weird because I was really trying to make it work and, you know, blessings to my manager at that time because I, it was right around the time when I was getting ready to quit and he had taken me into a meeting. It was he, I, and another manager, and they weren't very happy with what I was doing and I wasn't very happy with them. And, you know, and he made a comment. He's like, Raven, maybe you're just not cut out for this. And at the time- Oh, was, where they try to make you feel like you're not part, yeah, of, a, but, part of a world you don't but, really want to be in. <laughs> well, you know, it was like, what a sting. But at the same time, there was so much truth that behind that. And I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm, what I'm worth. I don't know what's ahead of me, but I am worth, I am, I am willing to, to see, I am willing to, to try. And so I let that go and it was hard. And because I, you know, that was me in this like, man, Dubai, like the money, the glitz, the glam is all there, all those enticing things. And if you're in that space and you're not resonating with that and you're not vibing on the same frequency, right. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which we know how empty that space is after being in it for so long oh my goodness I mean but but that being said it, it all it all played a phenomenal role in my life because because of that 
I, I gained so many skills in a sense from a business perspective. Yes. Yeah. Communicate with people from all walks of life. Definitely. Yeah. How, you know, be able to sustain a, a certain level of, of calm and, in stressful situations. Like I, all serve. So I, I'm very thankful for my, my stint in the nightlife more so like my lifetime in the nightlife, but I was so happy to bow out of that gracefully girl. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, you're not, who are you telling? I remember waking up too one day and just being like, what am I doing? And I was all in my gown ready to get to the club that night. And I just got on my hands and knees and just cried and asked God, like how much longer do I have to yeah. do this? Wow. I just didn't realize that. After I made the decision, it was going to take about two and a half years before I got to where I needed to go. Uh, so that part was pretty effed up. But, you know, all all in divine time and order. And I'm very grateful for all of it because I grew. I grew a lot. But, you know, when you when you decided to make that change, how long was it for you to start really coming into your own and being really comfortable and understanding that this was your calling? Man, oh my gosh. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. I left Dubai like about two and a half, three years ago. Um, I did a really short stint over in China, came back to the States. Um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And what happened was that someone had mentioned to me um, that I should be that I should be a Reiki practitioner. I had no idea what that was. I had a session when I was in Dubai, and it really shifted a lot. And after that, things just started going crazy. So I get back to the States. I was probably back for like a month, month and a half, possibly. And the opportunity came to go to a Reiki circle where I ended up meeting my Reiki master. Within a week, I was Reiki one certified. And then you had to do a 21 days of healing yourself. So I did that. After the 21 days, I was hooked. I went and got my certification. I started practicing with family and friends. And, you know, fast forward. uh, They actually... Let me interject. Sorry, can you share with everyone about the the cancer patient and the people that you worked with while the, all of this is happening? Yeah. So one of my favorite clients. I don't know how what the you know what the what, how with the level of being able to share names. So I won't do that. But um, I have I had a client. She was my first. And what happened was I went I had provided Reiki at this event and it was a sober social and it was for people that were dealing with addiction. They can go into a social atmosphere and still be able to have a good vibe, enjoy one another without the space of alcohol. And so I went to that event and I provided Reiki and I gave Reiki to this guy and he had such a, a powerful response on my on my table. And a month later, he reached out to me and he had had a mom and his, well, his mom was um, that she had been. They had told her that she was terminal. Well, sorry about that. No, it's totally. You know, that's the universe um, speaking to us as well. You know, always, always talking. Yeah, you know what's the crazy part (laughs) is that I never hear this stuff. And because I'm in, in New York and Queens, guys, back at my family's house, I'm like, boy, do I not miss this. It's like always a cop car and an ambulance in the middle of the day. I'm like, are that many people in trouble? It's funny that you say that because as you as you are in that environment, I sit now, literally, I am on the yoga deck, Emmanuel Antonio, looking into the rainforest, and all I see are just like greenery and little birds and a sloth actually. A shaman flying through the air. <laughs> So, um, you know, back to the story, I started working with her and fast forward, Katia is no longer, um, she's cancer free. She's addressed a lot of her emotional issues. She's 
living a, a, a way more fulfilled life. Uh, I, I still have a beautiful relationship with her. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just been such a blessing that I was able to work with her during her space of healing. It was really about taking the initiative to believe that, you know, we can all heal ourselves, you know, uh -huh. mind and spirit under the right conditions and the right mindset and belief and, and really uh, when you are in the space of openly energetically healing yourself. And so that's what happened. And so she's one of my beautiful clients, uh, no longer a client, really. She doesn't really need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. I want that. I want them to get to the space where they feel empowered to go and, and not, you know, rely on, on, on Reiki or any other form of modality outside of themselves. You know, I really am big on pushing the concept of self-empowered healing, self-empowered living, um, what are some know, of your tips for 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 someone like on a daily basis as far as like when you talk about these mantras or self-healing, what's something that you recommend we should be doing? Well, I can speak from my own personal my own personal space. You know, right now at 33 years old, if I compare my mentality to 29, 30, even 31, 20s, whatever it may be, the the biggest tip that I can give anybody that is really to honor the space of where you are now. Uh, you know, we, our minds, we get so focused on tomorrow and yesterday, and then we worry about tomorrow today, and then tomorrow gets here, and we're worrying about tomorrow again, and then tomorrow gets here, and we're worried about tomorrow again. Being present it has been my saving grace. It, it has really learning to breathe, <laughs> learning to breathe, you know, when the mind starts to go and you get caught up in these thoughts of, who did what and how this happened and how is this going to work out? And if it's going to work out, breathe. Uh, there is so much power in the breath. There is so much power um, in, in the space of now. And once you tap into that and recognize that, like things just really change for themselves. You don't have to break your neck trying to fix everything. It really is an inner thing. The inner, the outside reflects the inner. And once you get the inner under control, the outside reflects that. And that's like the biggest tip because that's the biggest source of power. Your inner world, that peace that you get that no one else can give you, learn to tap into that breathing. The breath, breathing is, is your saving grace. That's, that's my biggest tip because that's the biggest thing that helps me on a day-to-day -day basis even now, you know. So what, what should they do, like a specific breathing exercise or? I you focus on the breath, breathing in for a count of four, breathing out for a count of four, in through the nose, out through the mouth. I really love to use um, white light. So I breathe in white light, recognizing that that is a space of healing, purification, transmutation, really regenerating my cells and my body with healing white light. And then I'll exhale black smoke and I'll let that black smoke be very representative of everything that I'm letting go of, everything that I'm releasing, mm. the anxiety, worry, the fears, the doubt. Breathe in that white light. Breathe in that space of peace and exhale everything that's no longer serving you. Like, I literally do that all the time. Mm. I breathe in white and I exhale black smoke. It is, for me, I really feel an energetic shift within myself. Mm. I feel an energetic shift within how I move, how I think, how I speak. I really, uh, I, I, mindfulness is a big thing for me, really being mindful of, what I'm doing in every action. And the only way to do that is to really bring focus into your body. And the best way to do that is through the breath. Mm. So breathing that white light, breathing out that black smoke is the best, best, best. I love it. Play with whatever color you want to, whatever color you want to play. Be free, yeah. my friend. Yeah. 
that white light and that black smoke. So, you know, I, I, I want to bring this up too to everyone. Like just because you end up transitioning out of a certain industry doesn't mean that you still can't do what you love. And I exactly. think that those were some things that I was fearing that, that perhaps Raven, you two were feeling like, what were you going to do next? Was it going to be just Reiki? And I don't, I don't mean to say it that was going to be just Reiki, but you know, oh, you course, loving people, that you love being, mm-hmm, being in front of the camera. I mean, we, we love that stuff. I mean, we, let, let's not even lie to the people. We yes. love us a camera. We love, you know, <laughs> we love a good party and a dance and, and connecting people and events. So don't think that because once you transition into a more conscious lifestyle, you can't still do the things that you love. And, and some of you who know me, I've seen, you know, my transition and some of the things that I'm doing, although it may not be that clear, I'm still operating from a space of love and light but doing it in a, in a, in a place where I know there's, there's a lot more that I, that I'm doing it in a, with substance and purpose. And Raven, if you can tell us some of that with you, how, how, where you are today and how, how you ended up there, I think it'd be really cool to share that with everyone. I think this is an absolutely phenomenal point for you to bring up because this is something I definitely want to stress, especially for me, because I went through that when I got into Reiki, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to do Reiki. And then, for real that's really how and there's nothing wrong with that and I love that phase that I was in where that was all that I was doing because I did honor that and that's all I did was Reiki you know that's all I was doing was Reiki yeah I feel feel this I feel like a big part of being a conscious individual is recognizing that you Being conscious is about honoring who you are, honoring what resonates with you. There is no right or wrong way because if that's the case and, you know, everyone has a way and your way may not be my way. As long as you're moving from a space of love, really wanting to be in in service to our fellow people, our fellow men, service to ourselves. I feel if you want to go out and you want to enjoy the music, absolutely enjoy the music. We are here having a human experience, and part of the human experience is about all the different levels about being human. I know for a big one, I would be, it was nervous for me to feel like angry because, oh, I'm conscious. I shouldn't be angry. But that's true. Being conscious is, and being in alignment is about honoring all the aspects of where you are and being able to have compassion for yourself through in that. So if I'm having a hissy fit or if I'm having a pissy day, of course, I'm mindful of that, but I, I stopped punishing myself for that because I realized that all these different feelings are really a part of the human yeah. experience. And I'm a spiritual being right now. I'm, I'm both. That, that's I'm like that joke, being. right? That joke yeah. about like, I, you know, namaste out of my face. Like you yes. can still be enlightened yes. and tell somebody to go yes. check themselves. Like, the best thing about was, and you know what too, the best thing about being for me about being consciously aware of myself or or be or learning because I'm still in a space of growth. I don't know it all, but I'll tell you what did come from that: a sense of resolve and the ability to be very clear about what I need, what I want, what is okay, and what is not. Um, I'm not afraid to speak my truth, and I think that is so important. I feel, uh, you know, it's 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 totally in alignment to tell to set boundaries. And a lot of times we don't know how to set boundaries. We don't we don't recognize that boundaries are beautiful and that they're yeah. powerful. And they, 
you know, they are. The best thing that no is the best thing that you can say, especially when it's in your heart to say no. You don't have to say yes. <laughs> you don't have to. I, I love no. that. And I think that's really important, too, because sometimes we think we we can't either say no to someone or we can't tell somebody how we really feel or that we need personal space because it's going to offend them. But that's not honoring you. Mm-hmm. And if the person cannot understand what you're saying without making it about them, then they miss the whole boat. And blessings to you, darling, because I no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 yeah, like right now, I got no problem telling people, no, I got to do my meditation, no, I'm about to record, no, I need to go to sleep, no, I've been on the phone too long, no, I'm not going to go out because I want to stay home, and that's nobody's business. I wasn't like that before, though. I didn't have the, let me tell you, this whole process, although I have, let me, and let me be clear, the path to, you know, yourself, it is not a moonwalk. It is, you know, you fall down so much, you, you really get jacked up. Like there is a beating that happens during this process. And it is the most liberating thing because it's really just a shedding of, your old beliefs of shedding of all of those limitations. You know, a lot of the things that we feel like we can't do is not because we can't do it. It's because that we have embodied someone else's truth that we couldn't. Right. We take someone else's limitation as our own. And uh, I, I love, I love the life of where I love where I am now because I'm really in a space of really pushing against, against, you know, those things of what I thought I could and couldn't do. I know it's small, but right now I'm, I'm learning to swim. And that was always well, a Well, Miss Raven, where are you right now? Because you told us, talked about Miami and Dubai, but you just said you were sitting on a pavilion in, in San, Man- San Manuel, right? Where, where are you? So right now I am in Manuel, Costa Rica. Manuel Antonio, Costa Rica. It is amazing. It's so beautiful. I'm here for for two weeks, and then I head over to another location known as Miramar here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Miramar, so you're are, are you there for work? Yes. Okay. So uh, funny enough, so guys, you remember how I told you earlier? I came from like the nightlife of hospitality. I was a hostess. I was a waitress. I was a bartender, and then I was managing over in Dubai. And now I work for a phenomenal company called Selena. And so Selena it is a, a big cultural melting pot of it's basically like hostels that are based all over Central America. We are expanding to Europe, Asia and America, but it's more along the lines of there's co-working spaces and now they're implementing a big wellness program and initiative. So I have been tasked with helping to build the wellness content and programs of all the locations. And I'm also the host of Vita by Selena, which is a retreat space here in Costa Rica. Oh, so very I, nice. As I manifest the wellness and travel. I travel all the time now. It's the best. <laughs> I love it. And doing what you love and what you were called to do. Yeah. Like, and it's funny, guys, because before I got this job, I'll tell you, and I think this is important what, about the driving at the point home of, you know, really believing in yourself. You got to believe in you. There were so many times before I got this job where I have called and crying to the moon, howling about my life not moving, of it not progressing the way I wanted it to progress, and really just like asking the universe how much longer before or what is going to change. And, and I, I finally stopped doing that, and I started affirming the things that I love. I affirmed the fact that I love to travel. 
And I affirmed the fact that I wanted to be able to do what I was doing in Miami from a bigger and broader space. And I start, really was affirming that every day. I love to travel. I love to travel. I love to travel. Uh-huh. I love to travel. I bought a map and I put a bunch of um, tasks all over the map of everywhere I wanted to visit, just tacking it Wait, up. Is, was, was this on the map? Was Costa Rica on the map? Yes. 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 Oh, that's Costa amazing. That's I, I put the map and listen, I'll tell you guys a funny story. So this is way before I even got this job. And so one of the, the cool little highlights of Selena is that they're really big with using the old Volkswagen Beetles and trucks to like decorate the spaces. And it's a really big kind of like highlight of Selena. And so way before I got this job, when I was in that space of affirming, I go into the store and I see a poster of this old Beetle. So I buy the, uh, the old Beetle truck and I buy it and I put it on my wall and I didn't know why I bought it because nothing about me was like, I don't know why I bought that thing. I just literally just bought it. And I put it up and every day I was looking at it. And then around that same time, the movie Selena started to come on all the time. And so every day I would get up and watch this movie. And so there was one particular part in the movie where she's in Mexico and she has on the white outfit and J-Lo is singing whatever Oh, J-Lo is, is I- being so, oh, right. And so, mind you, I don't know. I don't know what she's saying in Spanish, but that is my jam, right? <laughs> so, the day before I leave to come to Costa Rica, my best friend comes over to the house, and I'm showing her the Volkswagen truck of, you know, and then I'm because I tied that to Selena, Selena already. Like, oh my God, that's the truck from Selena! Wow. And then as I'm leaving, and my best friend tells me, she's like, you know that song that you like? She's singing about traveling in an old beat-down bus. So I had put it all together, and the movie's called Selena. Oh, oh, wow. It was like I was singing Selena to me. And within a week of being hooked on that movie, the opportunity came up. And, like, seriously, I I was manifesting it without realizing it, and I was affirming what I wanted, and now I travel – you know, I work for this amazing company. I'm doing what I love to do. I'm really growing so much and I'm experiencing so many amazing people. And if you would have told me that I was going to be doing this three years ago, I would have looked at you and told you you're right. fucking crazy. Right. right. <laughs> and you also have a really amazing <laughs> conscious. You have a, sorry about that. You have a conscious lifestyle platform. Uh, so the Soulful Scoop. Oh my gosh. The Soulful Scoop is my baby. Okay. So you guys, the Soulful Scoop, I haven't touched it since I got to Costa Rica, but that's more so because I'm really focused on how I want to revamp the, the platform. But the, the, the Soulful Scoop was a platform that I created after I began to meet just all of these phenomenal people that were doing amazing things in the world within their communities. And I felt to myself, I thought to myself, well, if I think that these people are amazing, I'm sure other people would find them amazing as well. And I really wanted to show people that no matter where you are in your life, that you are 100% in the space of change. You can, you can, you can swap it up. And so I had all these different people from fashion designers, Ron Bass, who's a designer where Jay-Z and Beyonce, they all wear his pieces. Um, he was one of the first people that I actually interviewed for my blog. You can check it out. Um, I so many different people are on there and they all are just doing phenomenal things. And when you read the stories and you see where they were before something, there was a pivotal moment of change where they were like, okay, it's all or nothing. Right. And they're, they're doing this at all age frames and they're just moving from the space of love. I have a woman named Marie and she just loves art and she loves kids. And she's created this beautiful platform in Miami for children to come and express their creativity and have an outlet of expression. And I, love that and the whole point in that was to really inspire the masses to you know think beyond what they know like you're not as limited as you believe you are you really are even I'm still breaking through limitations on a daily basis and I think 
that I, 50 years from now or 40 years from now, I'll still be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I can't wait for all of us to see what you what you end up uh, creating in the next couple of years. Touche, honey. Touche. So can you give everyone a plug? Just give them the, the, the website link and your, your social media so they can follow you. Absolutely. First of all, I want to say thank you to anyone who took, who took the time to listen to Anne Marie and I, you know, jab out. Like, thank you so much for the opportunity. And so, guys, if you are interested, please head over to www.thesoulfulscoop.com or check me out at ravenmarie111 at my Instagram. I'd love to connect with you guys. I'd love to hear your your views and your opinions. If you guys have any questions, I'd love to come back on Ann's show and, and do it again. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you, Raven. And if anybody is interested in connecting with her out in Costa Rica, you'll be sure to find her on those platforms. I myself will be visiting her very soon and get Get ready for some uh, retreats we're putting together, and we can't wait to have you all connect with us together. Absolutely. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much. Thank you, babe. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you, guys. Have a phenomenal Thursday. All right, my conscious connectors, sending you lots of love on this Thursday. Have a great, great day.